God bless. How's everyone doing tonight? Isn't our Lord just amazing? Blessed, huh? Man, we serve the risen King. Amen? I'm here to tell you tonight that uh, I don't know how you walked in, but I know there's some of you who have walked in and, uh, and you've been dealing with some things your whole life, and then there's been some things for people that have just been dealing with... with uh, and I've been praying for you since Monday night, um, trying to get some sleep, and, and Holy Spirit said, no, don't sleep quite yet. And, and somebody in here has been dealing with, like, just a disgustingness of, like, about to give up, of, like, I'm just done. I'm done going to work. I don't want to go to work anymore. I'm done with it. So here's the deal. I know you used to think that. You might have even thought it walking up them steps tonight. You might have even thought it during a worship service. But I'm here to tell you, by the end of this service tonight, by the end of us taking communion tonight, by the end of us whew, honoring our King and what He did on the cross for you and me, I know that I know that I know that as, as, as some of us tonight take a drink from the communion cup, your bond is going to be completely broken by the blood of Jesus. I just know it. I wouldn't say it otherwise. And so we're going to get into the Word, and, and, and we're going to start out in Acts chapter 20, verse 7. Y'all don't need to turn there. I'll, I'll read it. I wrote it down in font 28. Um, <laughs> but I said, uh, on the first day of the week, we, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, he kept on talking till midnight. That's my inspiring scripture for the, for the night. Amen? We're gonna, if the Lord showed me that scripture, Pastor, we might be here till midnight. And then I continued to read on, and it said down in verse 9, there was a dude, it didn't say dude, that's just me saying dude. There was a dude named Eutychus or something like that. He had fallen into a slumber, and Paul was long preaching. I often sometimes put my name in, this, in, in scriptures, and so I would read this as, and Paul was long preaching. Well, this gentleman sunk down with a deep sleep and fell down from the third loft, and well, he died. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We're not preaching out of that tonight. <laughs> Come on. So, uh, but just know, sometimes, what would happen? What would happen if we stayed here to who, till the Holy Spirit said we're done? You know, there's been revivals and the, there's been revivals throughout the world where they, they didn't leave church. There was a revival that I went to in Brownsville, Florida. They didn't leave for seven straight days. Like they didn't leave. The the glory was so heavy, prostitutes were coming in off the street without evangelism because they, they heard. It was on the news, and, and drug dealers were coming in. The entire city of around that, that church of Brownsville. God completely transformed. And you know where it all started? The blood of Jesus. They started, teaching, they started teaching and preaching about the blood of Jesus and repentance. And people started getting set free. They didn't leave for seven days. And then they were so, they were so in fear of the Lord of losing the presence because they'd never experienced anything like it that each pastor only left one at a time to go home and shower and then come back. So there was always pastors there, and there were always people there, and people were going out. Now get this, the people 
were going out. I don't know why I'm talking about this because this wasn't planned. But the people were walking out of the, the, the auditorium and going outside and praying for the people that were standing in line because the fire, fire department couldn't allow any more people in. Notice I say it wasn't the pastors going out laying, on, laying hands on people and healing the sick and people getting out of wheelchairs and stuff like that. It was you. It was you. Amen? Maybe we'll be here till midnight, I don't know. Might have to read verse or font 28, but I can still bend over and pick up something. So you are, you are going to walk out of here different than you walked in. And for people that don't need to be set free from bondages and addictions and addictions, the rest of you and the rest of us are going to walk out stirred up. And we're going to become more doers of the word than we were today. And more doers of the word than we were yesterday. Amen? We want to see people set free. We want to see, we want to see something like, like the, the culture of the world having Halloween. We want, to, we, want to, we want to set people free? Well, there's kind of only one way I know how to do that. And we're, and we're going to do that tonight. And I know, I know the devil loves this, this make-believe holiday. But my Jesus is bigger. My Jesus is way bigger. Is your Jesus way bigger? You know, it, does, it doesn't take somebody to, to like, jump up and, and scream and shout. Sometimes the unction's there. But sometimes it just takes out of going out and just start preaching the gospel, the good news. The anointing comes upon you, and then you start setting people free. Amen? And so as, as we do that, we're going we're gonna to now go to Matthew 26, 53. We're going we're gonna to learn a lot tonight. And if you already knew this, then then just bear with me and learn it again. In Matthew 26, 53, Jesus is about to, about to be betrayed in this, and he's about to be taken into custody, right? Into custody. To be, to be crucified. And so he says, Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father... And he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels. Because he was, he was talking to Paul. Or I'm, I'm sorry, he was talking to Peter because Peter pulled out his little tiny sword. And it was like, no, I'm not, I'm not letting him do it to you, Jesus. I mean, it's the same guy that, that cowered down to a little girl. Who <laughs> said, no, I didn't know. He's ready to, to pull a sword on a, on a large army of soldiers for Jesus. And Jesus says, hey, 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 hey. Come on, Peter, put that away. You're about to get yourself killed, about to hurt yourself and the rest of us. And if you do that, what would become of the prophecies, the scriptures? So he says, do you not think, read this with me in case I'm misunderstanding it. He says, do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? And he says, but how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so. Man, you're Jesus. My Jesus. Our Jesus was wise enough, was obedient enough, had a relationship with his father that was so intimate that he was able to sit back and go, hey, whoa, 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 wait, wait, don't do this. 
If you do this, then the scriptures cannot be fulfilled, and I will not be crucified, and I will not bear the burdens of the sins of the world, and you will never be set free. There would be no way for you to be set free from your sin. Jesus had the, 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 the steadfastness. He had the foresight. He had the, the courage to realize, yeah, for sure, I could call down 12, more than 12 legions. And as I read that, as Holy Spirit was, was sharing this with me, I was like, man, what's a legion? And, and if you know me at all, I'm not like a, I'm not going to research too much unless I'm buying something. And so, you know, if the word says it, I'm like, cool, let's go do it. Hey, let's go raise the dead. Okay, let's go do it. Let's cast out demons. I'm in. And so I wondered, well, what's a legion? Because he reminded me of the scripture of, of Mark chapter 5. Remember, Jesus was coming up and there, and there was the demon-possessed man. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Why have you come to torture me already? Right? And so I, I googled what a legion was. It's 12, it's 6,000. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amount of 6,000. That's a lot of angels. And he said, at one second, do you not think my father would send t- more than 12? So I just did the math real quick. You can do the math too, but I, I did it. It's 72,000 angels. Now, then I, my mind started kind of wigging out, and my math teacher would be super impressed with me right now from like, actually every math teacher I've ever had would be really impressed with me right now. They'd probably go back and, and pass me with at least a C-. minus. And, uh, and so he reminded me of, of a scripture in, in uh, Isaiah where one angel decimated 185,000 men. One angel of the Lord. So I can't imagine what 72,000 angels would do to the world. Can you, can you get that? And there's, there's Peter. I can't help it, but there's Peter like, let me at him. You know, it's interesting because our, our pastor, if you're a guest here, Pastor Mark spoke, on, spoke uh, Sunday, and he, and he spoke on there's things that we see with our natural eyes, and there's things that we see with our spiritual eyes, our inner man is what the word calls our inner innermost parts. Jesus is sitting there going, Peter, 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 you just don't get it, dude. They're going to destroy you. And you don't understand that I have 72,000 angels just waiting around for me. And he still decided not to do anything. Right? And so if you're wondering where that is in Isaiah, it's Isaiah 37, 36, uh, Scripture 36. And so, in, again, I go back to Mark 5. He goes in, and, he, and the demon says, I am legion, for I am in many. That one man had 6,000 demons. And how did Jesus take care of it? Well, Jesus went forth. The, dude, the devil begged him. The demons begged him not to come. And then Jesus said, this is how I play it out. This is, this is me. Fool, what's your name? You think you can tell me what to do? I'm the, son of, I'm the son of God. I'm the chosen one. I'm the Messiah. I'm the one that left my father's right hand to come down here to take my land. Fool, what's your name? He says, I'm legion. And then he realizes, oh, please just don't, leave, let us, don't, don't, don't make us leave the country. 
Don't, just don't make us leave the country. Can we at least have the dominion that we stole? And Jesus said, mm-hmm, you see them pigs? Yeah, why don't you go into them pigs? Now hear me out, because every time I've heard this story, I've heard pigs, I've heard plural. Until I read the Word and Holy Spirit, and I've read this story many, many times, but for whatever reason, Holy Spirit revealed this to me today. It was 2,000. It was a herd of 2,000. There was a herd of 2,000 pigs. I've never seen 2,000 pigs. Like, can you imagine the stench of that country? I'd be like, why are you walking through that country, Jesus? Get out. No wonder why there's demons. Man. And so, so they went into the demons, and, and there's these 2,000, can you imagine? I don't, I don't know if pigs sound loud when they walk, but 2,000 of them must sound a little, little loud. And they, they fell off a cliff and into the sea and drowned. Amen. That's how Jesus handled a legion of demons. How are you handling just the little torments? How are you handling just the, the soulish thoughts of, man, I'm just tired, I just don't, I'm done. Life stinks, and I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know whether or not to continue to Bible college or not. I don't know whether or not to continue my marriage or not. It's hard. It's hard. I just don't know how to do it. Jesus cast out 6,000 demons with saying, get in the pigs, fool. What are, what are we doing? And I could, I could go into saying, well, what are, you, what are you speaking to your mountain? And we could, go, we could go speak about that scripture too, right? What are you speaking? Don't, we don't have to stand there and take it. We weren't made to stand there and take it. So now we're going to get in, and we're going to find out, because I, I think there's some of us that, that I know for myself, too, there was a time in my life I didn't know who I was in Jesus Christ. I didn't know. I've even talked to Bible college students while I was going through two, one, two of them, while, I, while I've, I've experienced LBC here, talking with people in the church, talking with people in, in Africa, talking with people in other churches. Uh, coffee shops are a great place to, to, to meet people. And you know what? A lot of people don't know who they are in Christ. Do you know that? And so if you don't fully know, it's okay. Because you're going to leave here tonight a step up than when you walked in. And for of those of you that are right here, you're going you're to be leaving up here. Oh, Pastor Bill, how can you say that? Well, because I know Jesus. Uh, what expectation do you have of the Lord? I mean, seriously, what expectation do you have of him? You know, it's funny, if I look into, if I look into people's lives around me or read about, about like men of God that have gone before us, I find intriguing things about them. They expect God to move. We, we have an expectation of, why didn't he answer me? What just happened in prayer? What, what, what just happened there? 
I'm praying for something. I didn't get an answer right now. What, what was that about? Come on, God. Give me an answer. I ain't leaving until you do. Brother Hagen talks about some healings that, that they never even left the house until they saw the healing. Prayed all night. They did that Paul stuff I was joking about from Acts chapter 20, verse 7. Amen? So if we go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of Christ, of his Christ, has come. For the accuser of the brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. Oh, I love verse 11. And they have conquered him. It's talking about believers. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. We were, sing we were singing, nothing but the blood. But I want you to realize this. We have conquered Satan, the accuser of the brethren, by the blood of the Lamb. And then you could even go further with the, 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 the thank you Jesus for that. The demon man possessed in Mark chapter 5 got set free, and then Jesus says, no, you can't come with us, even though he begged to go with him. He said, you need to go back to your hometown and testify of what had been done. Read this scripture. It's powerful. Now, thank you. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. When God sets you free, tell the world. Tell the whole city. My goodness, you know how much time we all spend on YouTube? I'm guilty of it too. I'm learning about bass and slapping bass and all that. Do you know how much YouTube people watch? And I haven't heard a testimony of Jesus yet. By the word of their testimony, he was defeated. By the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. Come on. That ought to excite you. Hey, how do I defeat the accuser? By his blood and your testimony. Oh, my marriage is jacked up. Oh, you know what you got? You got the blood. Oh, you know what you got? The testimony. Oh, but nothing's happened yet. No, I don't think you understand faith. Faith says I'm going to speak it before I see it, and I already see it in the Spirit. My marriage is wonderful. My marriage is blessed. I got a lovely wife. My, my wife is so beautiful, it wouldn't matter who walked through the door. That's what a testimony sounds like before it manifests. It just starts speaking as though it's so. That's faith. Get it down into us. Because the blood of the Lamb changed everything. It was a game changer. It was Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. He's the only person I could think of. I don't know any other quarterback right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? Get it down into you. Oh, my life. Oh, my life. The blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. I don't even, when I read about Jesus being crucified, I don't even hear him sitting, oh, getting nailed to the cross, brutally beaten, not broken, but just brutally beaten. And I don't believe I heard in the word him going, oh, my life. God, what'd you do? 
I can't believe this. Peter, Judas, you betrayed me. I don't hear him complaining. I don't hear him saying, wait, 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 wait. Um, can I have just a day off right now, God, and can I get down off the cross and go home not feeling too good today? I don't think Jesus got a call out from work. I don't know who that's for, but that was free. Jesus didn't get a call out from work. Glory to God. Thank God he was at the cross at the right time when he said it was right. Because that also tells us that if he didn't want to go, he didn't have to go. He went because he loved you. He went because he wants to change your life. He went because he knew you'd be here tonight. He knew because your, your marriage would not be right. Why? Because it's not because you're not blessed. It's because we live in a fallen world. It's because you don't put him first. Look, if you're living outside the, 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 the confines, so to speak, the, the community of Jesus, and when I say the community of Jesus, I mean what he's given us by his blood, by his, by his cleansing of us, us of our sin, how can you expect to be blessed? That'd be like, look, you're not my daughter. I'm not going to bless you like I bless my daughters. Miss Jillian, you're not my wife, so I'm not going to bless you like I bless my wife. I can't, I'm not. If you're unsaved, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to tell you this, but if you're unsaved and you're wondering why life kind of stinks, well, you can't have the blessings. You're not in the family. You haven't been washed with the blood. That's tough to swallow, I know. That, that, that's, just, that's just tough to swallow. Ain't not, there's nothing, there's no way around that one, man. There's no way around that. So, so let's go to Revelation 5. And we're going we're gonna to find out, you're going to find out who you are. Oh, this is so good. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain, talking about Jesus. Now you were slain by your blood, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. From every tribe, and every language, and all people, and every nation. And you have made them a kingdom. And they shall reign on earth. Guys, we shall reign on earth. On earth. But, but you said this was a fallen world. Yeah, it's a fallen world for everyone else, but you know what it is for me? I reign over it. Jesus' blood, I need you to get this. Before I'm telling you, you need to get this. You need to like swallow this word. You need to consume this word, and then you're going to wash it down with communion. And it's going to take root. You need to get this. Jesus' blood did not just free me of sin. His blood did not just wash me and cleanse me. His blood has done so much more for you and for me than just took care of our sins. Because didn't we just read right there? He made us a kingdom. He redeemed us. That tells me that I'm a king. Not the king. We got some people that, that don't understand the difference between thy and thee. He made me a king, not the king. 
He made you a king, not the king. You are a king and queen of this kingdom. By the blood, the blood redeemed me, the blood redeemed you to be a king and to reign on this earth. So that means a king has what? Dominion. Jesus gave, his, gave us his authority in his name, correct? So that would mean we have delegated authority by Jesus Christ. He delegated me authority. He delegated us as Christians authority. And his blood set us as kings and queens to reign. The blood has done so much more than just washed you clean and set you free of sin. It does much more. The word also tells us the blood is life. It gives life. If you drain us of all of our life, then we're dead. Right? The blood of Jesus has given me life. Has given you life. So the blood of Jesus has set you free. Say, I'm set free. Say, I'm set free. I'm set free because of the blood of Jesus. Say, I'm a king. No, say, I'm a king. I'm a king because the blood of Jesus. Come on. There should be no feeling sorry. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. Now, now here, that, that I don't want you to think that I, we don't care or I don't care or the Lord Jesus doesn't care about your feelings because he also gave us feelings to be joyful. But I, I, am, I am telling you, do not allow your feelings to get you down. Do not allow your feelings to make decisions for you. For feelings are just temporary, even the happy ones. They are just temporary. I'm telling you if, you, if you've been contemplating suicide, and I know somebody has, it is a temporary, temporary feeling. However, that does not discount the, 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 the travesty that you're going through. It does not discount what your life has been like. It's just you don't have the blood. Oh, but a pastor, I'm safe. No, 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 no. You don't understand the power of the blood yet. For lack of knowledge will kill my people. So heed the word. Heed the blood. And that also tells me of all those angels that Jesus could have been bringing down, I mean, that's a lot of angels. Now, if you really want to nerd out, you can multiply all that stuff and find out how many people could kill us, like 13.2 billion people, just in case you nerded out. But this is what it tells me that, that amazes me. It's 13.2 billion. I nerded out with my, my brother Ralph over there just to make sure my mouth was right. Here's the deal that amazes me. Just a drop of Jesus' blood does more than what all those 72,000 angels can do. Do you get that? The blood of Jesus is spiritual. Those angels came down and obliterated men, armies. The blood, a, a drop, a drop of Jesus' blood changes your situation. Changes everything. He told, us to, he told us to take communion to put us into remembrance. I, I, I hope, I hope that you can hear that, that communion's not just religion. Do not, let, do not let this amazing, 
unreal practice be practice so as we as as we as we do this tonight don't take it as oh we're doing communion i know we're going to eat the bread wish it had butter and jam and then we're going to drink the grape juice and wish we had more don't don't turn it into that i'm telling you like let's be honest who came here tonight because they were expecting a breakthrough in their life raise your hand come on guys that's a lot of people and i'm telling you right now through faith through prayer through what i've seen and i know this because pastor mark said on tuesday hey i feel like we should do communion now when he says feel like that's not really like <laughs> i feel like having a cheeseburger <laughs> he didn't say feel but he goes i think we should do communion and so it's not like he's saying hey i think we should go to culver's so when pastor mark says hey bill i i, I think we should do communion what do you think yep yes sir it tells me this he's led so now I know my pastor and your pastor is led and he knows we should be doing communion he knows there's something on it about tonight and I believe there's something on it because let the whole culture of the world sit there and celebrate demons we're gonna celebrate the blood of Jesus <laughs> hallelujah 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 amen now if there's something to get excited about Come on, back in the green room I was praying and I kind of giggled because I think we should have fun. But this is what, this is what Holy Spirit showed me. He showed me two scriptures. He's like, hey, I stand, by, I stand at your door and I'm knocking. Will you let me in? And then I'm like, he also said, hey, I stand at your door and knock. Will you let me in? I'm like, oh, glory to God. We're going to have an open door trick or treat with communion tonight. I don't even like saying trick or treat. I don't even like saying that, but, but get what I'm saying. Don't, don't turn all religious on me in there. Like, Holy Spirit was having fun with me. He stands at my door knocking. Like, hey, hey, do you got communion? I want to take communion with you. Woo! Come on. Communion is not about us sitting in a pew or sitting in a chair and mm, 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 drunk, done. Not drunk like drunk, but dr like drank. And then going about their day. No, 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 guys. The blood. Jesus said, I mean, read in Revelation. I read it to you. And I read it to you in five. He has redeemed us by the blood. You've been set apart by the blood. His body was, had taken up lashes for your healing. You are healed by his stripes. Not if you do this and this and this. No, 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 no. It's just simple. Don't confuse it. Don't turn it into something that people can't understand. The word just simply says, by his stripes you were healed. It's done. It doesn't mean I need to do 100 push-ups. It doesn't mean I need to pray right. It doesn't mean I need to do all this right. I'm just a son of God. I've been redeemed and I'm called a king. And I've been called to reign here on earth. You've been called here to reign on earth. So as we take communion, as the ushers come up and start passing out 
communion. I, I need you to grasp this. And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what you're needing. It doesn't matter what your body is ailing. That's just a lie. And what I mean by a lie is it's, a, it's been a lie from the devil. The devil gives sicknesses. Jesus' blood takes it away. His body, by his stripes, you were healed. By the consumption of the bread, of breaking bread, healed. We are going to be taking communion with Jesus tonight. Now, some of you may have already done that. Some of you may, may already think like that. But there are some of us here that have not. You've done it or it's turned into, and it's okay, it, or maybe it's turned into a ritual almost. But tonight, I want you to take that bread and that juice that symbolizes his blood and, I need, and, and get it down into your spirit. Get it down into your faith that, that can move mountains. And as you chew that bread and as you swallow the blood, oh man, it is, it is going throughout your body and it's healing like that. It's firing healing just like that. So as, as, as the ushers come forward, as the ushers come forward, It's okay. They're, no, they just listened to the beginning of the sermon. Y'all didn't. We got like another three and a half or three hours and 47 minutes to preach. We're preaching till midnight at least. Come on. It's, it's Pastor Mark's turn next. So jump on, jump on to your faith. Jump onto your faith that as, as communion gets passed out, like I said, and I'm not just repeating this because like, they're just waiting. I'm not. I'm not one to repeat things. I'm not one to just do things to do things. I'm telling you, Jesus is with you tonight doing communion. You know, there's a story of, of, of the road to, uh, I forgot the name of it, Emmaus. I was going to butcher it anyways. And um, on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus covered up their eyes of, of these two knowing who he was, right? But they knew who he was once they broke bread. He broke bread and blessed it, and they immediately knew who he was, that they were sitting with Jesus. That's how powerful communion is. They didn't know that. We do know it. We know it. Amen? So as, as, as this continues to, to be passed out and passed through, yes, sir? Um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for calling us redeemed. 
for calling us kings and queens. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the stripes that you bore. Holy Spirit, as these elements go out, symbolizing the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, as they go out, Holy Spirit, meet everybody's expectation that all will be healed, that all will be set free, that every bondage is broken, and that no one will leave here the same as they walked in. But tonight, they will be able to say, I met my Jesus. The blood of Jesus is in me. The blood of Jesus just hasn't washed me clean. It has also redeemed me and made me a king. Father, you are glorified in this place. You are glorified in this place, Father. Holy Spirit, You reign here. Thank you for softening our hearts. But Holy Spirit, most of all, will you continue to lead? Continue to lead our pastor in this city that you called him to. That he and Miss Amy, <laughs> yeah. You continue to lead them and, and to lead us so that this treasure valley will be set apart and be redeemed as a kingdom for you, God, on earth. On earth, on earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this, for this bread that symbolizes your body. Jesus, thank you for being at this table with us. Thank you for setting the table and inviting us to sit down at your table and take communion with you. And God, for the stripes that your son took upon his body that we are healed. Let us do this now in remembrance of you. Jesus, Jesus, 
then took a cup and he, and he told him, now you'll drink from this cup. God, as, as we drink from this cup, as we, we take this and we swallow it, let the blood of Jesus heal wounds, heal bodies, heal marriages, and just set your people free. Thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name. setting people free. Thank you, Jesus, that you've given us dominion to reign here in your place. That you would be glorified. My Holy Spirit, that you would build each person up to become doers of the word. To be doers of the word. all the glory. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. Who in here came in and needed a healing and can know without a doubt you're healed or you got your answer that you were expecting from Jesus tonight by taking communion? Anyone? Praise God. Praise God. Wait, wait, wait. Raise the hands again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, can I ask, can I ask this? Who in here had... Um, uh, like a, a ache or pain in the back of your head, like the the back of the skull. You, you, you got set free. What about you? Set free from communion. Who who else? Who else was that? Young man back there. Hey, actually, I got I got to have you come up here because like you've been you've been highlighted to me the whole entire service. No joke. Like God was like all over you tonight. Praise God. Come up here, young man. I, I feel like I should stay up there. You look tall. Man, how tall are you? Six foot. Wow. Tyler, nice to meet you, man. Hey, let me ask you, what did God set you free from tonight? A lot of things, honestly. I haven't really ever been to Yeah. I know. Do you, I need you to know this. And I'm just going to ask you in front of everyone because this is awesome. You're who I was talking about in the beginning of service. And this whole thing was done for you. Yeah. Do you want to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Amen. If there's anybody else in here tonight that wants to know their personal Lord and Savior tonight, if there's anyone else, just raise your hand. That's what I thought. Tyler, we're going to pray, all right? Let, let, just go ahead and you can turn this way, bro. I'm going to pray for you, and, and you're just going to repeat after me. Everybody everybody can, can pray with me, amen? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for me. And that he resurrected three days later, and he sits at your right hand. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. And from this day forward, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Holy Spirit, as you continue to lead Tyler, 
that you would protect him and guide him and cleanse him right now of any addiction right there holy spirit there it is no addiction no addiction anymore cleansing his mind in jesus name the blood of the lamb right there holy spirit fill him up continue continue to yep teach him teach him take away that that yearning right there that yearning for addiction right now in jesus name right now in jesus name amen amen man hey tyler why don't you uh why don't you uh why don't you meet with ryan real quick he's got some got some things for you well praise god that's the king we serve that's the jesus we serve we don't do church just to mess around we don't do church just because oh hey let's just do church because it's halloween no, no, we do church because people's lives depend on it. We do church because we're pull, we are called to pull from the pit. Why do they call it the pulpit? Well, because I believe we're pulling from the pit. Amen. Glory to God. How was, how was Halloween this year? Devil, you, devil, you lost. Devil lost. Amen. Jesus is awesome. Praise God. Amen. You got some? Man, I'm excited. When, when like the anointing's so good, like all down your legs, you want to start dancing. I didn't want to dance this afternoon though. <laughs> this morning, man, God's good. You guys saw a miracle tonight. Isn't that amazing that we saw a miracle tonight? Amen, amen. Well, hey, let's not. Uh, oh man. And church Sunday was so like awesome, like. I don't know who was here or who wasn't here, but I, I believe we had 11, 11 salvations, 11 salvations on Sunday, one salvation on Wednesday night for the believers meeting. God is doing something. He's on the move because you're on the move because you're inviting people, invite people. Look, sometimes it's easier for a, a, a pastor or a preacher to give an altar call because you don't have to worry about your friend being mad at you. You can blame it all on us. I don't care if someone's mad at me for giving an altar call. Amen? Invite people. Don't forget to be led. Don't forget. Do not, do not, do not in the night. Hmm, do not allow yourselves in the night to be bugged and tormented by the enemy. Not allowed. It might have been allowed before because you didn't know. You are covered and redeemed in the blood of the Lamb. You have His name. Use it. As a police officer, I had a gun, but it didn't do much if I didn't use it. Right? Just stay, just weighed my hip down and put my hip lower than my left hip. So, man. Huh. Raise your, raise your hand if, if you're dealing with... with with bad nights oh that ain't allowed come on with bad nights like like being tormented at night like night tears or dreams like at night you can't go to sleep because you're tormented yeah not allowed not allowed so so jump on this jump on this right now as we as we take care of that right come on there's there's how many of us in here? And if Jesus had 12 legions, more than 12 legions that, that 
God would send immediately. We have the same authority that Jesus does. All right, come on. Let's send these night terrors, these night dreams, these, these nightmares. These, it's demonic. Don't think it's just because you're scared of the dark. It's demonic. We are children of the light. So as a body of Christ, let's pray together. Amen? In, a, in agreement. Right now, thank you, Jesus, that you've given us the authority. I command those, those demons that are bothering people with nightmares and tears and night tears, anxiety. I command you to leave right now in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, draw them, hover over them while they're in their bed with peace. Flood them with peace right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, glory to God. What a great night. What a great night. Amen. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end we're gonna end the night right now in celebration, right? So as we go out, let's let's not forget to celebrate. Amen. And and do what? Testify. Give the test. Don't don't be a testimony hoarder, as Miss Amy calls it. Your testimonies will heal others. Will set others free. Amen. You guys have a blessed night. See you Sunday. Amen.